a one-week unintended hiatus. We are back. The Bone Gap Boomer, the Bushels and Barrels program. I'm Ryan Peter. Bushels and Barrels on TikTok is where you can find me. Bushels and Barrels on Twitter is where you can find me. Don't tell anybody. Uh, Ryan Peter on Facebook is where you can find me. Oh, as usual, I'm joined with Jessica Peter on Facebook, Mrs. Bushels and Barrels on TikTok. Say hello, Jessica. Hello, Jessica. Can you believe I joined <laughs> Facebook? I'm going to blame the fact that we missed last week because you joined Facebook. <laughs> okay, I don't see the connection here. You were distracted. Sucked you in. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, I was really going through. So anybody that wants to be my friend on Facebook, I accept all friend requests. All Every friend, single yeah. one of them. Yeah, you've got some sketchy ones out there, too. <laughs> I do. Some big bosomed women that I don't think know me from anywhere. I think, are those bots? Or I have spam no idea. Or whatever? Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, whatever. I'm accepting everyone, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm on Facebook. You know, the only reason I got on Facebook, the only reason was because I don't have any way really to catch the news that's going on in our hometown of Mount Carmel, Illinois. Yeah. So I got on Facebook because Kevin Madden over at WSJD 100.5, uh, he do, he has a great Facebook page yeah. and he keeps up with everything going on in mm-hmm. Mount Carmel. Whether so, it be true news or recreation, whatever. Yeah, yeah. He's so, just got a great page. Through my Facebook, I tell you, hey, do you know this person? They passed away this week. Do you know yes. that person? Or a, a name will sound familiar, and I'll say, oh, my goodness, I'll, uh, Ryan, did you know this person? And um, Yeah, like, know. it's funny because at yeah. 23, I couldn't have cared less about an obituary. At 43, I do. Mm-hmm. I want to know, you know, the people around me that pass, mm-hmm. even if I'm not their best friend. Well, obviously, if I'm not their best friend or somebody that lives close, I would have no idea who passes away. And that doesn't mean that I dislike the person or anything. I just, I want to know that type of information at 43 yeah. years old. My neighbors, my, mm-hmm. the people that live in town with me. I had no way of getting that. Mm-hmm. So I joined Facebook in order to get go to WSJD's website, basically to see the obituaries and keep up with local news. And somebody from TikTok found me there. <laughs> but in your like biography, it says you are here to follow Tony Reed and Cody, <laughs> Cody Gayer. Only and that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason I got on there. Is that, yeah, that's what I put in my biography, just for the fun of it. I mean, okay. two of my great friends right there. Yeah. But, <laughs> well, anyway, it just... I, I friended Cody and I friended Tony and I made a joke to Tony because Tony's got 5,000 friends. I guess yeah. that's where you max out. I don't they know. Don't, they don't let you have any more than 5,000 friends on Facebook. Oh, okay. So I was joking with Tony. I said, well, I just friended you, but you never friended me back. I mean, not that I really gave a shit. Well, what did Tony do? As usual, Tony takes it to the next level, uh, makes a post about it. Got to make room for Ryan Peter in here. So I kicked out some Somebody other guy. Else? Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, the second he did that, I mean, it was just nonstop. You've just got friend requests. Really? Yeah. So you I mean, just started- I'm, I'm, I'm by no means, I don't have a whole lot of friends yet, but yeah, okay. no, I, I, I'm not really, it's not going to be my main platform. Let's put it that way. But it was just funny. It's I've, I've always said the Tony, Tony and I joke about this growing corn 2020 on TikTok, mm-hmm. the Tony Reed effect. Yeah. And I'm sure I'm not the only one that's experienced this. Mm-hmm. Every time that he mentions us on his podcast, Mm-hmm. our numbers for this podcast go through the roof Yeah, yeah. every single time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so now he mentioned me on Facebook, my friends that came in and probably about, oh, one hour was like 250. Oh, gosh. Like instantly, boom, yeah. there they are. Yeah. And yeah. I got no idea how many friends I've got right now. I know I'm a long way from 5,000, <laughs> but I'm taking everyone. <laughs> 
That's funny. So anyway, go to Facebook and uh, be my friend. So why did we miss last week? Because we've gotten quite a few emails. Somebody emailed and said that they were having withdrawals and shaking. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They were upset that they didn't get their Yeah, we thought they got upset upset. whenever we don't drop one on Friday or Saturday and we wait till Sunday. We thought people got upset. Man, they really get upset whenever we just miss. So what happened is, um, as you guys know, I run an oil field tank truck service right here in Mount Carmel. And one of our tank trucks went way out of town for a couple weeks doing a job. So that driver is completely gone. Well, somebody's got to pick the slack up. And oil-filled tank truck business, every day starts at probably 7, 8 a.m. You get out and you start doing the jobs that got called in. Well, whenever that tank truck is in town, he takes care of those jobs. When he's out of town, guess who's got to take care of them? You do. Me. I have Mm -hmm. to pick up the slack. So last Friday morning, you know, I, I love you guys and I love this podcast, but... I remember COVID when the phone never rang. Right. And we didn't have any business. Right. The last thing I'm going to do is turn down business to do this podcast on a Friday morning. Mm-hmm. If I can make room, I'll do it. But I'm not going to turn someone away because I've got to do this. Right. Well, naturally, I got a phone call last Friday or last, last Thursday night yeah. of somebody needs something Friday morning. And that's where I went. And I ended up there all day. And then last Saturday, my sister, Lindsay, who lives over by St. Louis in Edwardsville, Illinois, uh, she had a birthday party for her son. So I had to go over there Saturday. We ended up staying all night Saturday night. Didn't get home till Sunday. Sunday, uh, I didn't feel like doing the podcast. Wink, wink. (laughs) (laughs) We had a great time, though. And then by the, you know, so, so didn't do it Sunday. Well, do you do it Monday morning? Well, guess what? Monday morning, I had a tank truck job Mm -hmm. and I'm not turning them down. Like Mm -hmm. I said, so it, it came to be, and I told a lot of people uh, via TikTok messages, via Facebook messages, hey, we'll record maybe Sunday, maybe Monday. Just busy. Mm-hmm. And, and I just couldn't get to it. And and I'm sorry. It's just kind of the way it is. I can't <laughs> guarantee that this won't happen during fall harvest. Right. You know, but we'll do the best we can. Yep. And I guess. And you know what? Everybody that emailed and stuff, just to let you know, I have a Telegram page and um, or a channel that's called Bushels and Barrels. And I let everybody know when we're going to be late, if we're going to have one this week, why we're late, what's going on. I, I kind of keep everybody, along with the news articles that I that I send over to that channel, I also let everybody know what's going on. Yes. <laughs> so just FYI. So if you're on Telegram, you would have, you would <laughs> you have seen kn- yes. that we just kind of said, okay, this yeah. week's not going to work. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's what it is. And I'm sorry that that happened. It's just... You know what? We have been religiously doing this since before Christmas last year. We have, have not missed one week. Did we start after Christmas or before? Before, before Christmas. Our okay. second episode of the Bushels and Barrels program, I remember we introed with Christmas and cocktails music. Oh, that's right. Which I'm looking forward to doing that this year again. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, I mean, cool. we're, we're, we're coming up on fall harvest right after that. It's Thanksgiving and Christmas. Mm-hmm. This is the last week for the Sounds of Summer, and I've got a great one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We'll explain that here after a while. Yeah. But that's what happened. And I'm sorry. I just, that's all I could say is I'm sorry. We're, we're still here. People <laughs> having withdrawals in the shakes. We got got some pretty damn funny emails about we did. that. Yeah. So we're still here. You would know I'm still alive if you were on Facebook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're on Facebook. Well, and you know, I haven't done hardly any TikToks lately. That's how busy I've been. I haven't yeah. watched hardly any and I haven't done any. Yeah. I just. And you said the mom water one is still going crazy too. Last oh, time yeah. you said that. Yeah. The Which one we did like on August the 8th. Yeah. Yeah. Still oh, going nuts funny. on TikTok. It's so funny. So mom water reached out and said they're going to 
us into some merch. Yes. We, we, I just sent them a joking <laughs> message via TikTok just saying, hey, Mom Water, we helped put you guys on the map. In Bone Gap, Illinois. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mom, Mom Water reached back out. It's like, man, you guys sure did. Thank you so much. We really yeah. appreciate it. And they gave us an email to to yeah. uh, send them an email and they'll send us some merchandise. So yeah. you can bet whenever that comes in, I am most certainly wearing that in a TikTok. <laughs> I don't care if I do wear a shirt that says mom water. Did yeah. you have your first mom water last night? I did. You did. I did. I've okay. never had a mom water until last night. We were okay. sitting in the house and I got done with supper and I just kind of wanted something to wet my palate. And yeah. that's what we had. And, and, and a lot of people don't, it's not their, it's not their thing, but it's vodka and water is what it is. And it has some flavored water, ve- very slight flavoring, like natural flavoring. They're 90 calories, zero carbs, zero sugars. I don't know. Zero carbonation. No also. carbonation. Yeah. Which is my favorite part of it. The, com- the carbonation anyways. So, um, you had never had one. I like them because they don't make me feel bloated. And then I don't feel like super guilty for drinking. Now I can only have two. And that's it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's bad. Then you start but, slurring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even after two, I'm like, whoa, I need to go to bed. <laughs> exactly. So, yes. But I do like them, and they're refreshing, and it just tastes like flavored water. You know the funny thing that I think is brilliant for mom water? What? So how do you know? They've got different flavors. Uh-huh. But yeah. how do you know what flavors what? The name of them. And their names are? Linda, Sandy, Karen, and Julie. They name the the... <laughs> <laughs> they name the flavor of their drink after like a woman's name. Yeah. So yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I like Linda's. Linda's my favorite. Right <laughs> Ain't now. nobody like a Karen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sandy's like coconut mango. And yeah. Anyways, it's not for everybody, but they're coming out with new flavors. Um, I like, I like them a lot. So and what I, did you think? It was good. It was you're good. a beer it's, drinker. It's, yeah. It's nothing I'm yeah. going to sit down and on a boat, you know, and drink all day. It's nothing I'm going to drink all day out in the pool. You but, can't. Well, You'll I be on your. I could, but I'll your... be licking the ground. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I'll just stick with bush light. But I they like taste like water. They, it's just yeah. like water. It's just like drinking water yeah. is what it is. I tell so, you what, I, like I would have rather drank mom water on Saturday night with Lindsay and Mo <laughs> than at 10 30 p.m whenever mo broke out the maker's mark really that's the reason we didn't do the podcast on on sunday i'll be the first oh, to tell you okay yeah that was rough poor guy i you know you just can't take a beer drinker and make them drink whiskey <laughs> because because the beer drinker he knows the speed that he can drink beer which uh-huh. is a hell of a lot faster than what anybody who drinks hard liquor drinks hard liquor yeah and so whenever you get maker's mark and you're drinking it as fast as what you would drink bush light mm-hmm going to be a problem mm, mm-hmm. and uh you know yeah straight in the house from their back porch straight <laughs> to bed and i felt like hell all day sunday uh, doggone it and i, I ju- it just reminds me of why i don't need to ever drink whiskey well yeah i just I, like it, why didn't you switch to water at that point because I was drinking whiskey. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, and I had a great time. It's not yeah, like I got blackout drunk or anything. That didn't happen. But I mean, uh, I just. Just funny. It, it's just a, it was a bad deal. Ah, it's a good deal. It's okay. a bad deal. All right. I don't want to do it again for a couple more years, but okay. it's fine. Okay. <laughs> Gosh. So remember last time, the last time we had a podcast, I don't want this to be depressing or anything. So I shared a story about some friends that I had and, um. I was uh, kind of feeling a bit sad about it. Absolutely. You know, so this week. Which that prompted a lot of emails of people. Yeah. 
yeah, kind of along the hey, same line. They text you. They reached out yep. to you, you know, because I don't, I don't share my phone number a whole lot. But you had a lot of texts and saying, "Hey, yeah." yeah. So phone calls, um, texts, like, dude, we've been there. Yes, yes. So anyway, I turned on Andrew Womack. He's a Bible teacher um, from Colorado. I don't think he's from Colorado, but anyways, that's where his ministry is. And um, I listened to a few of his episodes regarding Christian maturity. And he was speaking about um, one of the first steps in Christian maturity is uh, being a living sacrifice, which was like so timely for me. Because he said, if you're not willing to lose anything, you're not willing to be a living sacrifice for Christ, which is what he did for us, right? Sure. So um, it was just a really, really good, it was a really good teaching on on being a living sacrifice for 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 him as we're walking in our everyday day-to-day life and if you're not willing to do that you haven't lost anything significant in your life um as far as friends or job or you know he even went on to say you know some people came to me and asked well my job wants me to take take uh this vaccine or else i'm gonna lose my job you know what do i do and he was like well do you believe that god wants you to take this job and he says no and he says well then there's your answer but they're gonna fire me if i if i don't take it and he said well if you're you know you if you're standing on what God says, saying that he will be the provider of all of your needs, according to his word, then yeah, then uh, that's what you stand on, right. you know, and then you see God work that way. So you know, just, it, it was, it was very timely. What a timely message for me. So yeah. I just wanted to share that. Yeah. That's Andrew Womack and it was Christian maturity. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. The steps of Christian maturity. I don't know. I haven't, there's like 10 or 15 right. lessons in that in that session. So it was really good. Did you hear from either of those people after we did that? I did. Do you want to stop right there? I, I, you know what? I have, I have so much love in my heart for my girlfriends. Um, ones that I've lost and ones that I currently have. Uh, like I said before, I am one of the most loyal people you will ever meet Yeah. (laughs) ever. Um, and, and people are, I am so loyal to people. So, um, one of I them did. reached out and was very sweet to you. Yes, very nice, very... Um, because, like I said... Taken back. Listener to the podcast. Yeah. I, I predicted yeah. that one, if not both, did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The one that I figured would reach out to you did mm-hmm. and was very sweet mm-hmm. from what I gathered. Absolutely. And deserves credit for doing that. Yes. And basically yes. said, I'm not going to let this friendship go away this easily. Right. You know? Right. Which I, I can tell mm-hmm. you is very appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it takes a lot of courage to say, absolutely not. You, This is a misunderstanding. Right. You know, so. Um, and then the other one just defriended you on Facebook. <laughs> I so, care. so piss on her. Uh, whatever. Well, I don't care. You know, that's kind of like, that's kind of like what, what Andrew was saying in his teaching. You know, if you're not willing to lose anything based on truth, because if, if, if you're telling the truth, God is on your side. Yeah. Period. And if someone doesn't like the message that you're saying because it's truth that means that they don't like the truth well i love i love the truth yeah so i'm gonna say the truth yeah of course period whether whether that be and in my beliefs if it is if it is right with god then it is on the right side that's right and the truth but if somebody doesn't like me just because i say true things or because you disagree well, right. How I mean, it's boring so must silly. that person's Facebook but feed it's just, be? I mean, in my opinion, it's just real silly. And um, I can I can share truth with who's willing to listen. And if they're not willing to well, listen, then... <laughs> there's, there's a guy 
who follows uh-huh. me and I follow him back on TikTok. Uh-huh. He, I, he's a farmer out in Washington State. Whenever Roe versus Wade thing came down to the Supreme Court, he made a TikTok that I disagreed uh-huh. with. Yeah. I totally disagreed with it. And we had a little exchange back and forth via TikTok, sure. uh, you know, about, hey, this is why I think what I think. Yeah. Well, just this past week, I read an article on the, in the from the Wall Street Journal talking about quiet quitters. Have you ever heard of a quiet quitter? Yes. So I shared that ar- article to Facebook and I just put, remember whenever the dignity of hard work was something that was both revered and taught, mm-hmm. you know, and, and he came back on my thread right mm-hmm. there and he explained why he can see why people are quiet quitters where I can't, I don't understand that. Yeah. He disagrees with me again. I, I mm-hmm. think he's a little, he, he's a little more liberal than what I am. Hey, well, I'm not liberal. But he's yeah. got a streak of liberal in him. But you know yeah. what? I can be his friend. Sure. And we can go back and forth. I'm not going to call him a total idiot or a dumbass for the way he thinks. Not at all. I don't think that. Right. He just thinks different than me. Mm-hmm. It's a shame that some people have to block you on Facebook when they don't. That's true. But that's that's another part of this culture that we're living in today is cancel. Cancel everything. Oh, if exactly. you disagree. You know, that goes back to dignity. Because um, cancel, I feel like cancel culture kind of has to do everything with this quiet quitting thing because they have no dignity. Oh, exactly. I mean, they're, they're saying you as an employer, you're not worthy of, of me just letting you know. Right. <laughs> or well, being honest with you. So therefore, I'm just going to cancel you and never show up again. <laughs> or, or, or just just do the bare, bare minimum. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, like, do you remember the movie Office Space? Uh, vaguely, it I was, was all. Young. It was. Yeah. It was nothing. To, it was hilarious movie sure. because I mean there was an element of truth in it. The people that were there, they didn't want to be there, but they need a job, right? And things like that. And they just made fun of being in office and bosses and things like that. Yeah, we need to watch that. Again. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> Jeremy from Panama City and I watched yeah. that for the first time when we were in Carbondale. That's how old that movie is, <laughs> and we were dying laughing. Milton and his stapler, uh. <laughs> but I was told that. Oh geez. So, <laughs> okay. I, I need to rewatch that. <laughs> I guarantee you, Jeremy's listening to this right now, dying laughing. <laughs> Good. But Good. anyway, it seems to me like that what used to be a joke is now just mainstream everybody and they're cool with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To be a quiet quitter, to just put in the bare, bare minimum. Hell no, I'm not working a minute overtime. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing I'm not even gonna I won't do a thing extra to help this place. Right. And I, I disagree with it. the dignity. Mm-hmm. There's no dignity in that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I put in my Facebook post because it didn't take me two seconds to connect two dots here. I bet you I've got a sneaking suspicion that these quiet quitters are the exact same demographic that demand student loan forgiveness. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a I'm sure there's a connection there. Yeah. But you know what? My dad taught me. You think past your nose. You are training. You, you are trading your time for money. Yeah. So anytime that you are on the clock, you better be working regardless. That's right. Think past your nose. And if you've ran out of things to do, then you go above and beyond and do that. And your boss is going to recognize that you're the owner of the company is going to recognize that if it's a small business, you know, that's how I was taught. That's how my sisters were taught. And that's how we succeeded. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Absolutely. No matter what, when I'm holding the light for you, I'm always thinking about what you're going to need next. And I'm on my toes. (laughs) Well, yeah. Now that I work for you. I notice, I notice of my employees, I notice like, let's say it's a slow tank truck day. Let's say it's just kind of slow. I notice one of my, one of my employees sticks around and does something extra. Like washes his truck. Wash a truck. Yeah. Hell, I've even had employees grab the broom 
uh, I never even said it needed to be done. Grab the broom in the shop and, and mm-hmm. sweep it out. You notice that. I noticed that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I remember that stuff come Christmas bonus time. Bonus time. Yep. I really do. Yep. So. Or showing up, you know, seven days out of, out of a five or six day work week. Yeah. You know, showing up that extra day or showing up the extra hour. Or right. Being available. Mm-hmm. Well, while we're talking about pastors, I, oh, okay. I came across a pastor on TikTok. Mm-hmm. His name is Pastor Mark Driscoll. He's uh, out of Scottsdale, Arizona. He's, I guess, the pastor at Trinity Church there. Okay. He's got a TikTok page that, you know, he, he says some of his sermon via a one-minute TikTok, maybe a mm-hmm. three-minute TikTok. He's really good. And he, he really, he just, what he says resonates. Well, he, two weeks ago, had one, and I sent it to myself. That way I would remember to get it into this podcast. Okay. About men and where we're at in society as a whole, with men and fathers and dads. Here's what he had to say. Most of our movies and our stories and most of our cultural narratives, the dad's always going to be an idiot. The dad's always going to be a buffoon. Uh, The mom's going to work hard and the family pet and the kid are going to save the day and figure it out. And you're just sort of a comedic side piece for mocking men and family. Just, just send your kids into the world. Let, let, them, let them just go on social media. We'll, we'll teach them how to grow up. Just let them, let them watch entertainment. We'll just tell them how to be. Just send them to school. The professionals have written the curriculum. Dad, just stay out of it. Oh my gosh. Well, now they're shooting the kids in the school. That's okay. Men, just stay outside. Don't, don't get active. Don't be aggressive. Don't take action. That's so toxic. I mean, it feels like the whole world has declared war on children. That's right. From the womb to the classroom to the screen. Yeah. It's just war. And so if you're a man and you hear this, let me say you are more desperately needed in Western culture than in any time in our history. Amen. You're more desperately needed. And some of you men, you're like, well, I I have some failures and some shortcomings. Look, you don't need to be perfect. You have a perfect father. There is no perfect father. You just need to be an activated father and invite in your perfect father. That's what you need. And I'm telling you that the church of Jesus Christ and the word of God is the only thing that is standing up against a culture of complete insanity that is a generational experiment that is in the process of ruining and wrecking a whole generation of human beings. If it hasn't already happened. It's happening in front of our eyes. Yeah. I, I can tell you whenever I saw that, you know, sometimes you say like on this podcast, I could say something that I believe, or I, oh, maybe not, maybe not even that I can see something and instantly know that's wrong or that's right, but I can't verbalize it. You know, that's what we always said. Mm-hmm. Rush had a unique way. I mean, he had a gift to mm-hmm. verbalize something instantly when he saw it. Well, that's stupid. And this is why I, I can do that. I'm not near as fast as rush was obviously, but whenever I heard that TikTok right there, it made me think that's exactly mm-hmm. the reason I stand up mm-hmm. and I take some arrows whenever I do it. I mean, hell, the school board, I took a lot of arrows during COVID. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, some people probably look at me as being a total insensitive asshole for making fun of people that's trans. But Leah Thomas is a boy. Mm-hmm. And it's unfair to any woman anywhere. And I, it baffles me as where in the hell are the femis- feminists at? Mm-hmm. Why aren't they screaming from the hilltops? This should not be allowed. 
But the war on men, the, it's and it's a thing. I remember Rush used to talk about it. Toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. It's just too mean. But I will tell you, that is the biggest thing that I think maybe uh, your masculinity, whenever you and I met, was like, whoa, hello. And I'm not the biggest, most masculine. When you're talking masculinity, you're not talking like somebody that's chiseled out, you know, six pack, obviously. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, carry around a six pack. But. I mean, you. I, there was one point where you were right. Anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was a long time ago. The, this um, household that he's explaining, I feel like so, so many households are ran that way in today's world. And, um, we don't glorify or lift up our pets around here. We have a cat and a dog. We don't, we don't lift them up on a pedestal where they are. Yes. They may be a part of our life and our day to day. We're not going to abuse them. We we don't abuse them. No, of course. Feed them and try to keep them around and keep them alive and healthy. Yes. And I take them to the vet and get them checked and all that stuff. But we don't, we don't lift them up on a pedestal to where they're the same as you and I. Now, I know that that's going to be a controversial um, statement, but that's just how we run our family. Right. And the way that our household is, <laughs> you make the decisions, Ryan. Jessica, I will, I will give you my opinion, but it's not like, I mean, well, you're not dictating either. You look at it as a partnership too. Absolutely. But, um, between you and I, but we are, we are, a partner, some women, <laughs> and I see it everywhere I go. I see it. You know, the woman is the one who makes all the decisions and that dad is just on the sidelines. Look at the TikTok where we made that's still going wild mm-hmm. about the garbage disposal. Mm-hmm. There were comments in that thread of what, 5,000 now comments, but some of them calling me a condescending asshole. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I must have not seen any Do you of condescend those. your wife much? Do you always talk down to your wife like that? Are you serious? No, totally. Oh, I didn't see. And any I, of I'm those. like, you are the person that I hope you don't have a husband because if you do, I know where his balls are. They're in your purse. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, that was a fun loving TikTok. Right. That was a normal conversation between, between a man and, and a woman. <laughs> between you, you and I. I <laughs> but I mean, and there were a ton of comments. That, you know, we're like, yeah. we're like, you know, this is this is me and my husband or this is me and my wife and dying Mm -hmm. laughing. And you know, I was laughing because I knew you wouldn't be so mad at me. Like I'm not going to get in trouble for messing up the garbage disposal or like stopping up the the drain. Things happen like that. You're not going to be mad at me. No, but, but I guess, I guess there's not, there's, there's a, there's a demographic out there Mm -hmm. and that demographic that said condescend your wife much is the Mm -hmm. same demographic that is 100% against what Mark Driscoll just said in that right, TikTok. Right. Anti-man. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, and, and mom and the kids and the pet, they're all going to figure it out. Yeah. They're going to do it. Dad, you stay on the sidelines and do your work. Yeah. You, you just stay out of it. <laughs> you keep providing. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And just by me saying that is going to offend somebody. Mm-hmm. You know? The father's not the only provider in every family. No, but biblically, I'm supposed to be. You know, absolutely against a woman that has a job. Obviously, I want if there's a woman that wants to be very career oriented and drove Mm -hmm. and and are driven to to do big stuff. I Mm -hmm. love that idea. Mm -hmm. Go make the most of your life. Mm -hmm. You told me before I stayed home and we need to talk about um, my whole transition and staying at home. That was just so tough. (laughs) About nine months of toughness. But um, whenever. You said, I would really love it if Alden had you here 100% of the time. Because when I was a little boy, the thing that could make my farming career better as a, you know, a five-year-old kid was if mom would have been home. Yeah. You wanted your mom home. 
I, and yeah. so that's what you wanted for, for Alden. Yeah, I, so. I can I can tell you versus going to a babysitter, and mom and dad oh, were doing yeah. what they had to do to make ends meet. Yeah, and I did nothing. I I was I had a right. great childhood, great childhood. But before but before you said go ahead, you I'd like you to stay home. He you told me. If you want to work and have a career, I am all about that. If that's yep. what you want, you do that. And I was in a spot where... Um, but if you want to be a stay-at-home yeah. mom, you can bet I'm not going to argue with you. Yeah, because you know? I'd like to see that. That's what And you, I would have much yeah. rather hung out with my mom as a, as a young kid instead mm-hmm. of going to a babysitter. I would have right. loved that. Mm-hmm. Now, I realize that's not feasible for, for hell, in today's world, most families. Mm-hmm. But it there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. It's good. It's amazing. Yeah. After I got through the brainwashing. <laughs> the, we'll talk the, about that yeah. next week. We, okay. We'll write that down. That'd be a okay. good, good, good podcast yeah. topic. All right. All Your right. transition from working life to, to uh-huh. stay Corporate. at home mom. Yeah. 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 All right. Anyway, so um, that's, a, that's a really good point. He made a, he made a great point. I don't think that masculinity is toxic at all, in right. my opinion. Mm, nope. Not at all. We need more of it because there's not enough men out there, you know, that. <laughs> there were a hell of a lot of. There's a hell of a lot of news that happened here in the last two weeks. Yeah. Isn't it funny? Like, I miss, or we miss one week, mm-hmm. and it just feels like I'm inundated with news to go over. I can't wait for you to get started because I haven't talked to you about any of this that's going exactly. on. So, so uh, we I've got plenty. I don't even know where to start. I, I really don't. Um, I'm sitting here. You with really papers. don't know. Like, I don't know. I've got so many papers in front of me, <laughs> okay. and they're all worth talking about. Well, Some school, of it has, does it? Do you have anything about school? Because everybody's getting back to school. Alden starts school next week after Labor Day, and I, everybody's everybody's you know, getting back to school. Okay, so bef- before we go directly into the news, I did get. Inv- it wasn't a school board meeting here in our hometown, mm-hmm. but it, I did get invited by our superintendent to go to a first responders meeting. Okay, whenever Uvalde happened back in May. I was talking with our superintendent and uh, just on the phone, and and I said I said you know what's our protocols how do how do we handle stuff mm-hmm. and he said well we'll have a we'll have a meeting with first responders at some point towards the beginning of the school year and if you want to come come well he invited me to that this past week and we had the Wabash County Sheriff there the chief of police from Mount Carmel we had uh, Mark Zimmerman who is an Illinois State Police officer I know these people I don't mm-hmm. know the chief of police from Mount Carmel he seemed like a really good guy but I know Mark and I know Derek mm-hmm. Mark the the state police guy and Derek our uh, our uh, sheriff. sheriff great people I go to church with with Mark and everything but it was a conversation about tactically school shootings uh mm-hmm. what do you do how can you prevent them can you prevent them uh and you know after the uvalde thing on this podcast i said some stuff that like i thought really made sense and to an extent i still think it makes sense um but they shed a lot of light on some stuff too so like one thing that i learned like uvalde you know it's like the police got there but they didn't go in one thing I learned about our local school district is first come, first serve. The first officer there, do not wait on anybody. Your ass is going in, and we're going to neutralize the situation. Wow, okay. So it's not like they're going to wait. It's the first guy there goes in and tries to help. I love that idea. I love that idea, too, and I was really happy to hear that. Um, Lock all the doors is what um, the Illinois State Police Officer Mark Zimmerman said. They're seems, not already locked. It's well, so he he said 
before this Uvalde thing, uh-huh. you know, he is being a police officer and, and trying to protect kids. He did a little experiment of his own. He checked. I don't know what school it was. He's, he's just kind of wandering around seeing if it get, if he could get in. And from what I gathered, he did. The front doors were locked. The side doors were locked as they were supposed to be. But obviously one door somewhere, maybe in the ag shop or somewhere, was unlocked. And he walked right in. And he said, see, this is right here. You need that door locked as well. And I realize it's inconvenient and, you know, maybe you're in and out of there doing whatever you're doing for class or whatever. But this, this right here is an opportunity for a bad guy to walk right in. Mm-hmm. And your first line of defense is just keep the doors locked. So I, I found that interesting. It's mm-hmm. like you just got you be diligent is basically what he was saying. Be diligent. Make for sure these are locked. Um, I brought up metal detectors. Okay. And I, and the reason I brought it up is somebody in the meeting referenced a shooting that happened in Orlando. So what happened in Orlando, and I don't remember if it's a student or a past student or whatever, but they, they carried a gun, no metal detector, carried a gun straight into school, pulled the fire alarm. Okay. So basically makes everybody get out of their classroom and run in the hallway. Well, the second they did that, he just massacred him. But then he dropped his gun and walked out as if he was just walking out of the building because the fire alarm went off. Oh. Okay. Now, I don't know if he walked in the building and was in the building for two hours before he pulled the fire alarm or if it was five minutes. I don't have a clue. Yeah. But that that situation was referenced in our meeting the other day. So that made me think, you know, well, what about a metal detector? A metal detector would have detected that gun coming in there, threw off something, you know, an alarm, said, hey, we need to check what's in this guy's backpack or pocket, whatever. Our sheriff, Derek Morgan, he said something that I never thought about. He said, I don't like the idea of a metal detector. And and Derek and I think, I mean, really, really, very similarly, you know. He said, I don't like the idea of a metal detector because what that does is it just makes a line of kids trying to get into school before school, and they're just standing out there waiting to go through a metal detector in a line. Well, if you have a bad guy that wants to do a lot of damage there's basically there's your fish in a barrel sitting ducks. He could sit right outside of school. Doesn't even have to go in school and massacre people. So his idea is keep them moving in. And that was Mark Zimmerman, the the state policeman. He kind of agreed with that. He said, you know, it's just in order to do a metal detector thing, you're going to have to have somebody just as diligent as the people you count on to lock the doors. You're going to have to have somebody just as diligent standing right there at the metal detector as these kids are coming in. You know, and, and I said, well, you know, the TSA, every time you go get on an airplane, as much of a pain in the ass it is, as it is, you don't hardly ever hear about a gun making it into an airport anymore. You don't hear about a gun making it into Bush Stadium. You know, you got to walk through all that crap to get into any function like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So, um, sorry, my phone's ringing. So they said, you know, unless you're going to have two or three metal detectors, which is probably going to be cost prohibitive, which... I don't know if I agree with that or not. Just for simple fact, I know how we can spend money. Um, But that might be cost prohibitive. Plus the people that you're going to have to have man them. And then like, you know, he said, you guys have an open campus for lunch. So that means as these kids come back, you're going to have to do this all over again. And they made some great points about why maybe a metal detector is a bad idea. Or it's one of those deals where maybe it sounds better on paper than what it really is. Um, 
we went over, you know, if you're a teacher in an individual classroom, what do you do in a situation like this? You know, you go on lockdown. You Obviously, you lock the door. Uh, you throw everything you can possibly have in your classroom in front of the door, slide the teacher's desk over in front of the door, stack the kids, uh, if, if you can move them, stack the kids' desks in front of the door. You put everything in between you and the assailant that you possibly can. Um, if you have a window that you can start throwing kids out of, you know, that's not like on the second floor. If you're on the first floor, you start shuffling them out. You know, they have a plan of where the kid's supposed to go if they have to leave the building. You know, what, a couple of them are some churches that's close by, uh, some other buildings. You know, that way they can all have, they have a, a central place to meet up afterwards. I, I, was, I was just really impressed at the end of this meeting how much people had thought about it. It, it relieved me a little bit. How much people have put thought into this in a situation like this, this is what we're going to do. Um, something that I think it was the chief of police from Mount Carmel said that I never thought about that is so important. As he said, we don't need to only train our teachers how to deal with this situation. We need to be training our substitutes because inevitably on any day of any year, any, any school day of, of, of every year, there's going to be a substitute or two or three or four working for the school district right then. And if we train the teachers, but we don't train the substitutes, there could be a weak spot right there on protecting or trying to protect. And I thought that was a really, really good point that like I never would have thought of. I think that you arm the teachers and you don't have to do any of this stuff. So I'm getting there. Okay. I'm getting there. Uh, another thing that the cops said is as easy as it would be and as fast as information spreads today via Facebook or Twitter or wherever, um, the police don't need multiple 911 calls to say, hey, there's a school shooting or, hey, there's a bad guy in the school. They need one. And they need the one that they, they need to keep the 911 lines open. And they realize it's impossible, especially in a situation like this. But they need to keep the lines open. That way they can be in touch with a person, you know, a boot on the ground inside that school that can tell them and, and maintain phone contact with them. And say, hey, you know, this the, the assailant is in the senior hallway or the assailant is in the big gym or this. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. They need that one line. They don't need everybody calling them saying, oh, my God, do something, do something, do something, and plugging up lines. Something that the superintendent and I talked about after the meeting is I told him, I said, man, I'll tell you, if uh, if this ever happens and, and I, I get to the school and my 17-year-old son is inside that school, I don't care if the cops are sitting out there eating donuts and trying to decide what to do. I'm going in personally. I'm going to go find my kid. And the cops can shoot me on the way in if they don't want to go in. I, but I'm going in. They're not going to keep me out. And I think most parents probably have that same mentality. I'm going to go get my kid. Yeah. Something that our superintendent said to me that night is he said, I, I, you know, it's going to be a total shit show if something like this did happen. And, and But he goes, think about this. If every parent did that, exactly what you're saying. Can you imagine how clogged up the streets are going to be to try to get to the school and that's going to keep firefighters and and emergency personnel from getting up there. And there's no way to stop it from happening. But these are all little things that like, huh. There is no way to stop it from happening. There is no way to stop because it Because I happening. guarantee you, if something ever happened to Alden School, I would be one of the first ones. And I'd be, I don't care if I have to park three blocks away. And which, run. And run. That you can't keep me from getting there. Exactly. You are not going to. Exactly. <laughs> so another thing they talked about is... is Obviously, in law enforcement, is just like every other career 
in the United States right now. There's high employee turnover. Yeah. And with that means you're bringing on green uh, newbies that don't know the layout of these schools. So they constantly, they, they talked about making more of an effort to keep the new guys familiar with the schools, you know, this is where the gym's at. This is where senior hall's at. This is where yeah, okay. make sure they understand the layout of the school. So if the situation ever did arise, they're not walking into someplace where like, well, they're in the big gym. Yeah. Where the hell's the big gym? Or, or they're a senior hall, whatever. Yeah. The yeah. ag shop, you name it. At least they'll have an idea. Okay. When somebody says that the general direction they need to go. And it's just little things like that, that in my opinion, you know, seconds or hours in a situation like that. Mm-hmm. And if the cop knows instantly, Hey, I need to turn this way and stop, start running you know, towards, towards the assailant, keeping the cops familiar with each individual school and building. I think that was a great point. Um, trying to think of some other stuff that, that we talked about. I mean, did you talk about arming the teachers? So at the end of the meeting, after the meeting was over, I was standing there with the superintendent and the principal of uh, the high school. And I said, why can't we have like the principal of the high school in his office, there'd be a gun, a loaded or not a loaded gun, but a gun and bullets to where if this happens, at least we have a way to fight back. And in Illinois, the only person allowed to carry a firearm into a school is somebody associated directly with law enforcement, be it a cop, a deputized sheriff. Uh, you have to be, and obviously that comes with special training you know, of carrying a firearm above and beyond just a concealed carry permit. And in my opinion, that's stupid. Well, I'm thinking, okay, Derek, let's see how many teachers we can deputize. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. exactly. You know, because that, because in order to, you don't have all of this stuff going on or all of these situations, if you have armed teachers. That's right. You don't have all of these scenarios, what if, what if, what if. If you've got the shooter in a classroom with an armed teacher, number one, if they know that that teacher is armed, they're less likely to do that anyways, in my opinion. Number two, then you have someone actually protecting those children children who know how to use a firearm right well they're like, trained you're, and then those children feel safe in that classroom because their teacher is not unhinged they they are trained and they are well versed in in that firearm that they're carrying or have in their, yeah. their possession in my i think that is the best way to deter any shooter from walking into any school there's a reason why country people who live in the country's houses mm-hmm. aren't getting broke into all the time right it's because these bad guys know They're that armed. we all have guns. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do with a bat if somebody comes in with a gun? And nothing. Right, right. And nothing. So. But anyway, th- so that's that was okay. that meeting. And I, right. I just, I was really glad that I went to it. it that the thing, everything that I thought was an incredibly smart idea, mm-hmm. they had reason to, and they never said that anything I said wasn't smart. They just said, okay, well, you you present this. Well, here is why this, just like the, the metal detector. Mm-hmm. Okay, you got to be prepared then because you're going to have a bunch of kids standing outside the building as sitting ducks if some perpetrator wanted to really do something bad. Do you think our community would accept teachers having guns? Our community? Uh Uh-huh. Our specific, like, school district. 348. Are you talking about, like, the school board members? No, our district, like, our... our, Or the people that live in Mount Carmel. The people that live in Mount Carmel. Do you think that they would be okay... Wabash County, whoever goes to our schools, 
do you think that they would be okay if if some of our teachers were armed? I would say yes. Okay. The I, majority? I would get, yeah. I mean, okay. not everybody, obviously. Sure. sure. Okay. But yeah, I would say yes. Okay. Um, but... I'm just it, curious. It was it was a great meeting. Yeah. And I'm glad that I went. And and for all you guys out there in your own school districts, and, and even like we send Alden to the private school. Yeah. Uh, I think it's important that the private school that we send him to, and I'm going to say something, or Jess will, is reach out to the sheriff. Reach out to your uh, your police chief and your, your, your fire chief and invite them in and show them the place. That way they have a, a little bit of a memory of, okay, this is how this building is situated. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's going to, you hope you never, ever have to use any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. You really do, obviously. And there's probably a point zero 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 one percent chance that you ever would. But it's easy, it's quick, mm-hmm. and it doesn't cost you anything Yeah, to have the deputies and the sheriff and the just local police do, yeah. just do a walkthrough. Yeah. I'm familiar. I, now I see this building. I'm a little bit more familiar than if I just never had been in it and had to run in. So... My Good. opinion. Okay. So, all right. You ready to move on some news? Yeah. Let's do it. So, uh, the news that I have, a lot of it has to do with COVID and health this week. It just seemed like the most interesting headlines that I found had to do with both of those. <laughs> so, <laughs> among other things, this is what we're going to talk about here. Headline from the Epoch Times. Data for newly authorized COVID-19 boosters based on mice, not humans. The preclinical data for the just authorized COVID nineteen booster shots. And what is this? It's like the fifth or sixth booster. I think it would be the third. No. No. Yeah. It's more than third. Oh. Because Jill Biden just had okay. COVID twice in a row, and she's double vaxxed and quadruple boosted from what I read. For real? Yeah. Uh okay. I so, don't know. So anyway, uh, the preclinic, the preclinical data, are based on just mice, not humans, because U.S. authorities believe waiting for human trial data would have made the updated boosters outdated. Oh, so hurry up and shove it through. Okay. Don't try it on humans. Just okay. It didn't yeah. kill a mice. It ain't going to kill a human okay. or a mouse. I should say. The data for Pfizer's booster was based on just eight mice. Pfizer scientists told the U.S. Food and Drug Administration vaccine advisory panel in June. The data for Moderna's booster was based on 16 to 20 mice, some of which received the original booster, according to a presentation slated to be delivered to the U.S. CDC advisory panel on September 1. That was yesterday. Hmm. CDC director Dr. Rochelle Walensky, who admitted the way they handled COVID was wrong two weeks ago, also signaled support for the path. If we wait for those data to emerge in human data, not just mice data, we will be using what I would consider to be a potently, oh, potentially outdated vaccine. So in other words, hurry up, shove it through. Don't test it completely. Shove it through Hmm. and get it in your arm. I know this is the fifth (laughs) booster. Okay. And I've been joking on Twitter. Yeah. Like underneath people are commenting on people's threads yeah. associated with stuff like this. I've been joking it like, well, we just need to keep taking them because booster number 11,373 is whenever things really start turning around. Oh, yeah. Joking right. about it. Yeah. And yeah. They, just, I, they just keep pushing this stuff forward. It's crazy. You know, 
th- there is data coming out though of how bad these shots are. Tucker Carlson t- uh, spoke about it on his show the other day, and this is what he had to say: link to neurodegenerative disease, myocarditis, Bell's palsy, liver disease, impaired adaptive immunity, impaired DNA damage response, etc. So it's possible, in fact, it's looking likely that the vaccine might suppress the immune system. This fact, the authors concluded, will, quote, have a wide range of consequences, not the least of which include the reactivation of latent viral infections and the reduced ability to effectively combat future infections, end quote. Now, again, we sincerely hope that's not true. But it's not just the conclusion of one scientific journal. The Lancet, maybe the most famous scientific journal in the world, released similar findings in February. The Lancet's piece was entitled, quote, risk of infection, hospitalization and death up to nine months after a second dose of COVID-19 vaccine. A physician called Kenji Yamamoto made this observation about the data from The Lancet. He wrote this in a letter to the Journal of Virology, and we're quoting. The study showed that immune function among vaccinated individuals eight months after the administration of two doses of COVID-19 vaccine was lower than that among the unvaccinated individuals. So how does that work? How does that work? Your ability to fight off any disease. He's just talking about immune system in general, not not specifically for COVID. You got the shot mm-hmm. eight months. Or you got two shots. Mm-hmm. Now you're shoving all these boosters. Who knows what it's doing? Because mm-hmm. they only test them on mice. And you have less of an immune system than what you did before. Let me just go back. Dr. Peter McCullough has been saying this since day one. This will affect your immune system and the ability to fight off future infections. That's that's what he's been saying. Yes. You do this and you may harm your immune system. Yeah. So. So I, people wonder why I'm uh, anti this shot. Well, th- here, this sounds to me like I was right. Oh, no, but I'm a crazy asshole. I'm the crazy guy that didn't want the shot. I'm the guy that's just a conspiracy theorist. You're the selfish you, person. The Lancet. Who wants to kill grandma is what you are. <laughs> the Lancet. That medical journal. Mm-hmm. That is by and large the most popular medical journal in the world. Okay. And it's no joke. It's not a It's not a right or left wing anything. Mm. It is raw data from all kinds of studies about all kinds of stuff. I quoted the Lancet two years ago. At the school board meeting, whenever I was, mm-hmm. whenever all this stuff was just starting, I said, we need to, we need to squash this. We need to make this stop. I mean, this is not as bad as what everybody wants to see. I quoted an article from The Lancet. Mm. Nobody listened to me, but hey, I was there. I tried. Yeah. Yeah. Well, isn't it funny now, two years later, The Lancet's coming out with more data. I wonder if people will listen to it. I don't know. I don't either. I can tell you, I'm not going to get any of that shit in my arm. Uh-uh. Nothing. Uh-uh. Nothing. So, um... Continuing on with uh, some of this really, really fun COVID stuff. Oh, boy. We have a new segment of the show I'm introducing right now. Okay. Okay? (laughs) Okay. And we've even got introductory music. Are you ready? Yes. For the new segment of the Bushels and Barrels podcast. Yeah. 
Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is the What the Hell is Wrong with California segment of the show. (laughs) You're going to hear this theme song many, many times. Okay. So here we go from Outkick.com. Headline, Cali principal calls police to forcibly remove a four-year-old boy for not wearing a mask. Bless his heart. On Twitter, there's a video of this happening. The parent videotaped his kid okay. getting kicked out of school okay. for not wearing a mask. This yeah. kid, the way he talked, the way he sounded, he sounds just like Alden. Really? An innocent, happy little boy, mm-hmm. glad to be at school to see his friends, and the teacher saying, you're not allowed in here. It's, it's school pro- it's school policy that you have to wear a mask. Mm. This, is, this just happened. This didn't happen two years ago. This just happened. Okay. I mean... The next day, the next day, that school district went to mask optional. <laughs> You're kidding. No. What? Did that teacher get fired? No, no, no. But as they went mask optional, the superintendent made a statement. You know what it was? What? <laughs> he blamed the parent for recording the exchange of the expulsion it wasn't the school district's policy that was the problem it was the parent with the phone nobody takes responsibility yeah nobody takes responsibility you know what that tells me what that damn school district right there here's here's the message you're sending stop looking at what we're doing exactly we can do whatever we want with your kid Mm -hmm. and if you i mean if you blow this up if you put this out there on social media and it comes back on us well you're the asshole for recording it Mm mm-hmm not us, not our actions. It's you, you mean person with a camera. Mm-hmm. Did you hear about Project Veritas in there and what is going on in Connecticut? Uh-uh. Oh, gosh. The state's attorney there. I mean, they got they got this guy. He's a an assistant principal. And he says, on this camera, on this camera, undercover camera, he says, we don't hire anybody over 30. I can't tell you the last time I remember hiring anybody over 30. And um, because the older they get, the more conservative they are. And then if I find out that they're Catholic, we definitely don't hire them. Oh, I'm definitely not getting a job there. So the state's attorney says, I can't believe Project Veritas went out and got this. I don't understand why they do these getcha, gotcha videos. (laughs) We don't we don't necessarily agree with that, but we are opening a full investigation or whatever. It's a joke. Like, are you kidding me? So James O'Keefe is like, oh, what, how about thanking Project Veritas? Would you rather have not this assistant principal been exposed and just That's let it exactly go on? exactly right. How about thanking them? Like, yes, open up your investigation, but like, thank you, Project Veritas, because now we know. Well, you know the age-old adage, don't kill the messenger. Yeah. Okay, well, these oh. guys want to kill the messenger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is hilarious. It's that parent's problem. What a joke. It really is. Oh, my gosh. Like, if we didn't have people exposing this, then we wouldn't know how crazy our country has gotten. Right. Right. Exactly. I commend all undercover video. I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Do I think it's necessary to always have your phone out recording things? Absolutely not. But for these types of things that are happening, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hold people accountable. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. But shame on that superintendent for saying that it was a parent's fault. Jeez. Right. These parents were like, this is ridiculous and I'm recording it. That's about right. <laughs> yeah. Well, here is a uh, another headline associated with health that I found on Epoch Times this morning that I thought was really good. And I'm going to have to read a bunch of this because it's just interesting. 
And I hope you guys find it as interesting as I do. Jess, interject at any point while I'm reading if you want okay. if you're like, what? <laughs> okay. So the headline is How Plumbing, Not Vaccines, Eradicated Disease. Plumbing. Plumbing. I, I see, I thought like I read that, I was like, what the where are they going with this? Okay. And after I got to reading it, I was like, that is really interesting. Okay. Go on. After the fall of the Roman Empire. Europeans despised all things Roman, including bathing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like taking a bath. <laughs> there was a widespread belief that getting wet caused illness. This contempt and fear of bathing persisted through the Dark Ages. Some Europeans defied local customs by bathing, and this was usually done to get over great pro- it was usually done over great protest. When Queen Elizabeth, this is funny. When Queen Elizabeth bathed, her servants panicked, fearing she would become ill and die. Oh. How far we've come. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the resistance to bathing was brought across the Atlantic into America, influencing all habits all the way into the 1800s. In 1835, Philadelphia almost passed an ordinance forgive, forbidding wintertime bathing. They tried to pass a law what? to forbid wintertime okay. bathing, taking a bath. Okay. All right. Even better yet, 10 years later, Boston did outlaw bathing, except by medical directive. Boston has been liberal since 1845. <laughs> you, can you imagine a law that says you can't take a shower? You can't take I'm a bath? I'm just thinking about how disgusting people smelled. And all the Fumunda cheese. Oh. oh my God. Though this law was not widely enforced, it does illustrate the American resistance to bathing as late as the mid 1800s. Before plumbing was widely used, indoor facilities consisted of a washstand and a wash bowl, a pitcher, and a chamber pot or commode. Human waste was thrown into the street or anywhere convenient. This Total lack of sanitation in urban areas filled rat, filled with rats and other vermin provided the perfect environment to spread disease. The Black Plague alone killed 75 million, 200 million people, including one, 75 million to 200 million people. They didn't keep, I guess, really, really good records back then. Sure. They project it killed between 75 million and 200 million people, including one-third of Europe's population. Though this disease is not entirely eradicated, human infection has become a rare occurrence. The last plague epidemic in America was in the early 1900s. I disagree. We have a current, current plague epidemic in America, and it is liberalism and the Democrat Party. Mm -hmm. They're going to kill a lot of people if what they want to happen happens. Ryan. Yeah. Stop right there. Okay. This adult, ad, adult sudden death syndrome. Sads. Yeah. Yeah. The Everybody's sudden, joking about it. It's or a they are real. On it's a real thing. Yeah, but they're joking. They're making people fun are of it dying on yeah. left and right. Adults who are in the healthiest, best shape of their life are dying. Yes. I know. Okay. I know. Right. And like I said, they're they're making so much fun of it on Twitter. These liberals are really sads. Yeah. They're making fun of it? Oh, yeah, saying it's not a thing. It's just BS. That somebody, somebody, some wild-ass conspiracy theorist came up with this, and now this is what you need to believe. And no. We're just a bunch of uh, gullible idiots. They're, and if you believe in this, then you're, yeah. not, then you're just dumb. I mean, that's the way the liberals look at it. Okay, yeah. Anyways. So, 
Continuing on with how plumbing, not vaccines, eradicated disease. Sure. All right. London, England, and cholera. In the 1800s, the European infant mortality rate was very high, from 25 to 70%. That's quite the range, isn't it? You'd think they could get a little more specific than that. I don't know. (laughs) 25 to 70%. Sounds like a weather forecast. Chance of rain. In the early to mid-1800s, London had little in the way of water infrastructure. The majority of people used town pumps and communal wells to get their drinking water. Waste disposal was far from adequate. Most Londoners dropped raw sewage and animal waste into pits known as cesspools or directly into the Thames River. Cesspools, that's where that come from. That's That's where everybody used to take their pot and dump it. You know, pot. The, I, no. Your your favorite word for a commode? I hate that word. No, because immediately when you said pot, I wasn't thinking about a toilet. I was thinking about... A pot. Well, back then, I guess they <laughs> used to shit in a pot, and they took it to the cesspool and dumped it. <laughs> I was thinking about marijuana. I wasn't, oh, no. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about no, any of No, 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 no. I'm thinking about, like, the pot. <laughs> you like, said that's where people used to take their pot and dump, dump it. it. <laughs> Two totally different pots we're talking about. Well, my brain doesn't work like pot as a toilet. Pot does not equal toilet to me. (laughs) Anyways, I'm sorry. I digress. Yes. Whatever. All right. I'm not even going to go down Uh, that route. Anyways. So anyway, (laughs) they used to dump their their waste and animal waste in open pits known as cesspools or directly into the Thames River. Unfortunately, the Thames River was also the source of drinking water for many Londoners. Oh, no. Yuck. Okay. Next page, the Rush Limbaugh. (laughs) (laughs) Cholera spreads easily through contaminated water and food and kills very quickly. It often proves fatal within hours of the first symptoms of vomiting or diarrhea. I wonder how many people is going to listen to that that right there and go, next time they have diarrhea, they're going to think, I got cholera. Oh, geez. Yeah. In 1854, yet another outbreak struck London, claiming the lives of tens of thousands of Europeans. In Soho, a a suburb of London, there were more than 500 fatal cases of cholera in 10 days. Dr. John Snow, who lived near Soho, was able to directly investigate what was causing the outbreak. This This is where plumbing comes in. Five years earlier, Dr. Snow had written an article about what he believed caused cholera. It was in the water, he argued. This idea flew in the face of the wisdom of his time. So all the other doctors were saying it has nothing to do with water. What the hell are you talking about? But he said it was in the water. Mm -hmm. I wonder if he was canceled for saying that. (laughs) Censored. I I bet he was looked at like he was crazy. Just like Peter McCullough? Yeah. Like Robert Malone? Yep. Yeah. It was in the water, he argued. This idea flew in the face of the wisdom, they put wisdom in quotes, of his time. In the 1850s, doctors believed that bad vapors caused disease. I guess bad smells. (laughs) Okay. Dr. Snow dared to believe something different, to try something different, believing he might see different results. So here's what he did. He traced cholera, that, that cholera outbreak, he traced it back to the Broad Street Pump. He persuaded the town officials to remove the pump handle, and the cholera outbreak abruptly ended. Sometime later, the outbreak was traced back to a woman cleaning a dirty diaper in the well where they were pumping their water from. 
<laughs> there you have it. How plumbing, not vaccines, eradicated diseases. <laughs> you know, that's something we all take for granted is clean water. Mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. I totally do. Did you Have you heard about Mississippi not having any water for anything? No. Okay. Well, that's a thing right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Mississippi. I'll have to, we'll have to research that for next week. Yeah. I just wondered. But no, I mean, clean water, clean water helps keep people healthy. I mean, that's what that, basically what that whole article said. Yeah. If I were just to sum it up right there, you know what that whole article also said? What? Don't shit where you eat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Animals are smarter than that. Right. (laughs) Yeah. You're not going to find me eating supper in the restroom. No. It's just kind of gross, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It is. All right. It is. There's a lot of conspiracy theories going. Now, wait a second. There's, there have been posts out there that said, watch the water. And then we had all this snake venom stuff going on, on Telegram and all the crazy, there's a crazy people out there talking about some nutty nutty things. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Mm -hmm. Right now? This was probably six months ago, I'd say, when all that stuff happened. Now, the Mississippi thing right now is, is going on. Um, I don't know enough about it to say a whole lot. We'll look but, into it for next week. <clears throat> yeah, that's interesting. All right, you ready for some uh, some yeah. more fear porn? Sure. Because we always love the fear porn stories. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this headline is a headline that every single college-age male will love. Okay. Headline from the Epoch Times. No, this is from the USA Today. I'm sorry. Oh, even better. Add falling sperm... Add falling sperm counts to the list of threats to human survival, epidemiologist warns. Humanity is not facing only a coronavirus pandemic and climate crisis, but its existence is also threatened by falling sperm counts because of chemical exposure, a predominant epidemiologist warns in a new book. Sperm counts among men in North America, Europe, Australia, and New Zealand declined by more than 59%. From 1973 to 2011, according to a meta-analysis Swanco wrote in 2017. Mm. Who's counting? <laughs> so, <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> at the current rate, <laughs> at the current rate, half the men in those countries would have no sperm by 2045, while many others would have very low counts, this swan guy told the USA Today. It's just more fear porn. So, you know that COVID, having COVID actually, like, that it's been proven to decrease sperm count, right? You know that, right? I think I heard that before. I don't... I, yeah, about a year ago, I think it came out. Okay. That your fertility is affected. Okay. So, um, just kind of like with your hair, your hair's affected if you're a woman. I, I, a lot of people have lost hair. I you lost a lot. You can speak to that. I can. Yeah. yeah. I got my hair cut. You know, anyways, I lost a bunch of hair. I had no idea. I have so much hair, so... Right. <laughs> um, But... There's, okay. What? There's also California going out there and giving Oh, do I need to do the California stupid update song again? I think so. Yeah, this is worth it. Absolutely. No kidding? Yeah. Are you... More California dumbass news. You heard about the libs of TikTok. Yeah, they just got banned from Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Because they exposed California hospital doctors... Doing, doing gender, gender mutilation. Yeah, gender yep. affirming hysterectomies. Right. This is California. California knows how to party, though. All right, enough of that. <laughs> if there is anything saying evil is in charge or in, in evil is real. Of course. 
this is real. And I think the fertility issue is real. And, you well, get, and then you've got California doing hysterectomies on children. Yep. Admittedly. Women. Admittedly. On the phone. Yes. Yeah. So, anyway. Well, you know, Elon Musk says that depopulation is going to be, is the, it should be the thing in focus right now. Not overpopulation. You know, Bill Gates is the overpopulation guy. That, that we can't sustain the way we're growing as a population. A and Elon turns around. He just said this the past week. Yeah. And I don't have the, I don't have the article or anything like that. But yeah, he just said, he said depopulation is what we need to be concerned about. What do you mean? What did he say? There's fewer and fewer people. There's getting to be fewer and fewer people on, on planet Earth. Well, yeah, because, because the nuclear family is not being encouraged anywhere. Right. Awful. So anyway. Sure is. I don't know. Well, depopulation. I mean, every kid that's aborted is one kid that's not going to be walking around on the face of the earth. But I mean, the whole movement towards not having children until later in life and, and not having, you know, yeah. and then the whole movement of, of trans and let's change your sex and um, let's uh, men are never be able to have children, this and that. And then the abortion, all the stuff, it all yeah. creates like less people in right. the world because right. you're not. Okay, anyways, that's my two cents. Epoch Times. Okay. Next headline. Australian bank will end loans for new gas and diesel cars and shift to electric vehicles. You heard about this? (laughs) An Australian bank announced this week that it will stop funding loans for new gas and diesel cars in 2025 to encourage the shift to electric vehicles. Whenever we interviewed Uppy, didn't he say that, like, electricity is... Did he say anything about rolling blackouts there? I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't either. think he did. He didn't. I don't think he did. He did say though that they're they have all these decommissioned coal mines and coal fired power plants that they're firing back up now because they're running out of electricity. Right. Right. So, <laughs> I just wonder if these two things go hand in hand. So I was listening to Tony and Nick's most recent. Podcast. I haven't listened to that one. Yeah. It just came out yesterday. I and they they. <laughs> said something really funny it made me laugh out loud about um how if they could just like cut the u.s in half or like <laughs> and then one side if you're liberal go on one side and if you're conservative go on another yes. side they would be totally okay with that on board 100 you know they're already doing it in california so if you're a liberal go to california move there live there yeah and he said one of them i can't remember which one <laughs> said something like we'll see how long they survive because none of them are providing food none of them know how to provide food and um, those electric cars they're going to be dead their batteries will be dead because nobody nobody knows how to get them charged nobody knows they just think that electric electricity comes out of nowhere well, and you think- don't need you don't need any any natural resources to to provide an electric car. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. These people are idiots. Yeah. They are such... Oh, well, hell, just two days ago on the news. Fox News, watching it in the morning. Uh-huh. They're making fun of California. Can I cue up the California music again? Oh, <laughs> That's all today is, is California, California stupid. stupid they are. We're yeah. going to burn up all the California content today. We're right behind them. Illinois Oh, I know. Is, I know. Got to be careful what yeah. I make fun of here. Yeah. But no, California is... Uh, extreme heat wave. I don't know. It's going to get up yeah. to 90 a couple days. They're warning of of uh, these these rolling blackouts. Like, just get ready. We're going to turn your power off for a couple hours in the middle of the day. Mm. What the hell? How are you going to charge all these electric cars here in 2035? Because 2035 is when California outlaws. Manufacturers? Outlaws, no, outlaws the sale of 
diesel and gas engines outlaws it yeah but manufacturers so basically you know here's the they're saying they they're saying like gm can't go in there and sell any any gas diesel you're not allowed to yeah. sell gas and diesel engines vehicles i think i'm not sure about engines in general but vehicles, vehicles. in in california 2035 that's a joke. It's a, such a joke. All the same time that right now they're having rolling blackouts. Okay, so let's go to 2036, okay? 2036. Nobody is going to be allowed to buy a new gas-powered car. You're all going to have these little putt-putt around electric vehicles. Where's the electricity going to come from? Right now, you already have rolling blackouts. We're proving solar and wind. Yeah, it might supplement a little bit, but it ain't the answer. Where in the hell is this power coming from? I have an idea. Just came to my head. Go ahead. I got an idea too, but I want to hear yours first. <laughs> they are going to somehow make an argument that nuclear is the way to go. No. <laughs> Why? What makes you think that? I'm just saying it's the most efficient. Is it not? Yeah, and safe. And safe. But yeah. No, but it has nothing but bad press. Ain't going to get it. Okay. Ain't, ain't going to happen. All right, ain't just gonna, saying. You know what California's going to do. What? They're going to be the, the greeny weenies that doesn't produce any electricity. They're going to buy it from Colorado and from Texas or wherever. They're going to import it all. It's kind of like Joe Biden. Won't let us drill, but then goes over to Saudi Arabia. Won't let yeah. us drill because of climate change. Yeah. But then goes to Saudi Arabia and begs them to open the spigot for more oil so that we have the oil we need. Yeah. Well, if it's about climate change, who gives a shit where the oil comes from? Mm-hmm. That's exactly, it's the same argument right, here. Right, right. And it's so funny that we in America, or, or Americans, and mostly left, are like, oh, well, we should take care of the planet. We should care about the planet. I feel like it's another sort of, like, hypnosis that Americans are under. Like Whoever that, says that we, see, and I hate that narrative. Why automatically, since I'm a conservative, do I not like the planet? right. Right. Why, do, why do I want dirty drinking water? Hell, we just had the article that it Because you're an diseases. oil producer, Ryan. You're an oil producer and you hate the planet. I do. I do. Yeah. Well, and I, just you know, saying. Just because you're an oil producer, you hate the planet. Just because you're a conservative, you only conserve the Constitution, not I'm the only, planet. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm just a capitalist pig. <laughs> so, no. It, but, it makes no sense. And Trump always said that. he all When he was in office, he would always say, if we only abide by the rules... Why does it matter? That's right. We can't make a dent in it. Yeah. If we are the only ones finding our people for for not saving the planet or being green, then it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. All we're doing is hurting our own. Yep. And that's what we're I doing. I agree. And and we're we just keep heading right down that path. But some people are so hypnotized to the fact that green the green way is the only way and if you're against it then you hate earth. <laughs> Well, yeah. I don't know. It's I, stupid. I know. I know. In my opinion, it's dumb. Well, I have, I don't have the exact story, but you heard about Europe is expecting a natural gas shortage, a big one. Yeah. This yeah, winter. Yeah, I have heard about that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's pe- there's talk that people's going to be freezing to death and dying. But Trump also warned these people about this with the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. He warned Germany, he said, don't you dare get in bed with the devil in, in Russia and expect them to supply you all your natural gas. Because when they decide to turn the spigots off, which is kind of what they're trying to do, you guys are going to be up shit creek. And they are. And you know, the, okay, so here, let's, let's connect some more dots. Me and Tony and Cody were connecting these dots just the past week via text. It takes a massive amount of natural gas to make nitrogen. Nitrogen prices have risen a lot in the past month. 
they 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 fell down after the after spring whenever the glut of it being needed was done nitrogen prices fell as usual they always do they don't generally go up in the fall yes there is some fall applied anhydrous and things like that but they don't generally go up in the fall and right now with this lack of natural gas they're going up because they know supply is going to be somewhat limited mm-hmm. what's that going to do overall to the food supply in america prices are going to continue to rise they're going to go up because we're not going to be able to raise the crop mm-hmm. because here look at it this way i just spent the, for my i can only speak for my farm between nitrogen and sulfur i spent probably about 230 dollars per acre to put my corn crop out which is incredibly expensive compared to, I mean, it's twice as much as what it was last year. I put on a little bit over 200 units of nitrogen, and I put on about 20 gallons an acre of sulfur, ammonium thiosulfate. That was bad enough. Hmm. If we have a lack of nitrogen, guess what the price is going to do? If the price goes from 230 up to 460, if it Mm -hmm. doubles again Mm -hmm. per acre, it's the only way you're going to pay for it is either 10 or $12 corn, which at that price, the guy that owns the, the pig, cow and chicken can't afford to buy it because uh-huh. he can't sell his pig, cow and chicken for much. So now, so now he's not going to buy it. Nobody's going to be in the market to have it. And we, ain't, I just won't plant corn. <laughs> I'll plant all beans. Just say to hell with it. Really? Yeah. So what's going to happen? It's just. I don't know. This this place, it just seems to me like this world is a powder keg right now. And I don't know where the, I've said it, you know, for six months now. Something's going to break. And nothing seems to be getting repaired. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm still looking. They won't even admit we're in a recession. It's not a recession. It is a recession. You you can't, I, the economy doesn't identify as what the con- economy wants to be. It is what it is. It's kind of mm-hmm. like a boy or a girl. You're either in a reception, recession or you're not. You either have two consecutive quarters with negative GDP or you don't. End of story. Do you think that we even get real numbers when it comes to that stuff? Well, you know, Tony and I were talking about that. We, we I wonder how much of this is just to scare people and how much of it's true. I would say, my opinion, it's probably a combination of both. Yeah. There's probably some for, yeah, there's some truth. There's some truth to it, it. but then there's a lot of emotion in it too. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one thing that we try to do as a home is that we don't make decisions off of emotion, even though it can be really easy to do. We wait. Right. But just like, just like Biden's approval rating is 54% due to some poll, whatever poll. Right. I don't believe that at all. Not at all. I think that it's 70 some odd percent, if not more than that. His approval rating or disapproval rating? Disapproval rating. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I misspoke. 54% disapprove of the job that he's doing right now. I can't believe that in in a second. I can't believe that. People, Democrats have uh, 401s. They have, you know, an IRA. Yeah, but they're not worried about it. They're privy to all kinds of inside information like Nancy. She can just get in and out of the market based on <laughs> not information real people. that we not, don't get. Not real working Democrats. Because right. they some do work. Yes, they do. And they, they, yes, they do. And they're watching. They're watching. They have to. 
there's some of those on the fence. Like I'm not really Democrat. I'm not really Republican. I'm not really libertarian. I'm not anymore. I'm not, mm. I'm not a Republican. I'm not going to associate myself with Mitch McConnell. Okay. The thing of it is, is I think it's important for you to maybe associate yourself with the party, but not because Mitch McConnell has made himself out to be a rhino. Deep stater. Yeah. The swamp. Yep. I think that he's the one who's alienated himself. You don't need to alienate yourself. No. Mm -mm. No, I'm a conservative is what I am anymore. That's true. Generally speaking, my values fall in line more with Republicans than they do Democrats. But we mm-hmm. also have people like uh, Adam Kinzinger, Liz Cheney, Dan Crenshaw, uh, Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, I, yeah. the, Mitt Romney. The names could go on and just POS yeah. rhinos that I cannot stand. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine that the, these people are going to be around in a year. <laughs> I, who knows? Well, I don't know. Depends on how much they cheat here and what probably 70 or 80 days away from the november election back to the story though okay australian bank will end loans for new gas and diesel cars with shift electric vehicles the reason i kind of thought that was interesting that bank it can do whatever it wants i love capitalism i love it if that bank says we're not going to loan money for that perfect that's it i won't do business with that bank then that's fine perfectly fine you go do what you want at the expense of my business personally if i'm an australian you know living down there this will open up opportunities for other banks who says, come on over, man. So, I mean, the thing that struck me about this is talking to Uppy in our uh, our interview with him. It seems to me like Australia is about five years ahead of America when it comes to woke, when it comes to liberalism. Mm. Well, so just you just wait. Wait till the, instead of saying Australian bank will end loans for new gas and diesel cars, wait till it says Bank of America. Wait till it says Wells Fargo. I'm just saying. Give it five years. That'll be here. I feel like some some of that's already happening in the U.S. Because there was a bank that like said, Mike Lindell, we, we're not doing business for you anymore. We're canceling you as a customer. They did. They yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's happening. Hey, did though. you did you hear about Bed Bath and Beyond? You know they used to carry the My Pillow. Yeah. And uh, when Mike was out being a patriot, like uh-huh. Mike is, he still is. But yeah, like Mike does because uh-huh. he is a patriot. Yep. They canceled his My Pillow in their all their stores. They're on the verge of bankruptcy reorganization. You're kidding? No. Just heard that on Mike Gallagher's program two days ago. Is that title 11 or 7? I don't know. I can't remember. I don't know what title it is. All yeah. I know is if you if you get close to bankruptcy, reorganization, uh-huh. even close to it. You're in trouble. Something's wrong. Yeah. Something is wrong. And I'm not saying Mike Lindell, and they sold so many my pillows that that's what kept them up. But you go woke. You go broke. That's exactly right. I don't shop at Bed Bath & Beyond. Have you? Mm-mm. Okay. But the second they said that they're not carrying my pillow because they don't like the way Mike Lindell thinks, hey, in a capitalist society, you can do that. Go, sure. go do it. In a capitalist society, I could go. You just blew every single chance you ever had of mm-hmm. me ever walking through that door to mm-hmm. buy anything that you offer, let alone a my pillow. Yep. And I bet you, I bet you, that has something to do with it. Guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Because Americans use their dollars as arrows. Bullets is what you used to say. With bullets. My dollars are bullets. Well, I have a bow too, so whatever. Arrows and bullets. I got both guns and bows. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Arrows and bullets. 
I think that that I think that we're moving to that. And I know that I know that Tony disagrees with voting and like he's like, I'm done with it. I'm never voting again. It doesn't make a difference. I honestly don't think that God has lifted his hand off of our country. And I honestly I honestly don't think that he's done with our country and it's people voting and standing up and doing what's right and bringing masculinity back to be the popular opinion in every family is the right answer Yeah, because that's the way God made it to be. Yep. That's what he meant it to be. So I, I can't, Hey, it's still I can't up just to sit back. We read these headlines yeah. and we make fun of them. And it, you know, it sounds like the world's falling apart. Or we had a couple emails like, damn, it's all doom and gloom on your yeah. program. No, we're just reading what's out there here. Here's something good. You okay. want to hear something good? Sure. It's still up to all each of us individually to raise our kid to be a good, decent, moral human being. That's true. We still have that power. That mm-hmm. has nothing to do with an Australian bank. Mm-hmm. has nothing to do with COVID-19. Right. And nothing to do with any of climate change or whatever. Right. Gun control, school shooting. We are the ones that still have the power to say, Alden, Cohen, we're going to raise good kids here. Mm-hmm. Respectful human beings that people like and they want to be around. Mm-hmm. We still have that power. That's true. And that's a Take great pride thing. in what you do. That's a great thing. Here's here's a funny story real quick. Go. We went to, um, I, I'm looking for something to clean my car because it's not feasible to continue to go through car washes. Well, it's a black vehicle and I just can't stand a dirty vehicle. It's new and I want to keep it clean. Well, I continue to go through these car washes. I'm like, this is dumb. I've got to get my own. I used to wash my cars all the time before I met you. And anyway, I go and we're looking at things and Alden what? is like, whoa, what? What the hell did that mean? Before I met you, I did. Well, why'd you stop? You don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. So does it have something to do with me? It's just before I met you, I did. So Okay, go on. It has go nothing on. to do with you. Yeah, Maybe okay. it does. Maybe a little bit. I All have right. no idea. I just seemed like a bit of a gig. My right garden, there. my garden looked a lot better than what it. Before I think, you met me too, before right? I, yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. It was, it was, it was no weed. Never. There was no. Anyways, I can't seem to keep up ever since I've been with you. I have no idea. It's all my fault. Uh, guys, once again, do I need to play uh, Pastor Mark Driscoll's No. Thing? It's all the guy's fault, isn't it? <laughs> it isn't. No, I take responsibility, but I'm just saying, in my prior life, I had a really clean garden and a really clean car. Okay. <laughs> So I'm trying, I'm like, okay, we've got to do this stuff at home. So all then we're going to get this car wash. We're going to get the spray foam. We're going to do all the things that you're supposed to do with the black car. Cause it's extremely hard to keep a black car clean on a dirt road. And the county keeps on anyways. So Alden's like, mommy, I need this brush. This, this brush was like a leather cleaner brush, like 20 bucks at O'Reilly or somewhere. And I said, no, we're not getting that. It's way too expensive. I need it for my truck. I need it for my truck. A part of me wanted to get him the brush because it was a, it's $20. I'm not getting you that brush. So we were at Roll King yesterday to get dog food. And he sees this other long-handled brush. I'm like, that's perfect. It was four bucks. Yeah. I'm like, yes. Here, this is your, Alden, this is your brush. I'm going to buy it for you. You've, I've got some soap for you. And you are going to clean your vehicle's with this brush. His little power wheels. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so now that's something that I wish I would have started doing earlier, but now we are we actually have a date this afternoon to clean our vehicles together. Oh, what's so, fun. Yeah. He's Hell really yeah. excited about it. Oh yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that's our it's our job to do that, to teach pride and take care of the stuff that you have instead right. of just getting new oh, every yeah. time. Because it's so easy to just go out and get new. Right. Right. <laughs> so anyways, that's my story. Okay, cool. Sorry. In regards to the whole California thing, I'm not going to cue the music music again. Okay, thank you. Uh, In regards to that and them banning in 2035 the sale of 
vehicles that uh-huh. have gas engines, diesel engines, whatever. You know what we need to do? What? Go buy some property on the Nevada state line with California and start an auto dealership. And I don't even care. I I'm I don't mean I don't mean an auto dealership like an actual oh, franchise. Yeah. I don't even mean that. I mean like Just your sleazy car. your sleazy ass car corral. Yeah. I mean Okay. And like I'm sorry. Carmart. Carmart. Yeah. JD by riders, something like that. Okay. Okay. And just go buy some property and every 50 miles along that border, Have make car. one of these, make one of these. <laughs> Cause that's, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. that's what's going to happen. There's still going to be cars there. It's just, they're not going to be purchased there. What are they going to do with all the gas stations? If everybody's still buying a, ga- a gas powered vehicle, I mean, until California and between now and 2035, they'll probably outlaw gas stations too. But as long as there's gas gas cars, there's going to be gas stations. But once you phase it out, I mean, we will see. Honey, honey, what? you're just not allowed to buy the car. In California. You could still drive one in California as of right now. Yeah, right. You're just not going to be allowed to buy it there. Yeah. I mean, it's. I don't it's know. It's no different than pot. These people are crazy. You know, when... when Which before, pot are we talking about? This is weed. Okay, marijuana. Snoop Dogg weed. Okay. okay? <laughs> it's like pot. You know, back whenever, like, California legalized it, it still wasn't legal in Illinois. Yeah. But yeah. people would go to... Or not California, Colorado. People would go oh, to yeah. Colorado and get it and bring buy it back. It and bring it back, yeah. It'd be mm-hmm. the same difference with these cars. Mm. People are going to go somewhere else and buy them, bring them back. Mm-hmm. Especially after they realize that they can't charge their Yugo fast enough to go a, a long way away from their house. Yeah. You know? Mm. Oh, we're about done. Okay. This has been a long one. But, these, but you know what? You guys deserved it. You guys deserve a good long one today. Yeah. So, last headline. Uh-oh. Did you hear about, uh, in Texas, they now have a law that, if somebody donates a poster that says, in God we trust, the school district has to post it. It's awesome. It is. Headline, Epoch Times. A conservative school district and... Te- no, it's not Epoch Times. I'm sorry. A conservative school district and Texas lawmaker try to outmaneuver efforts to subvert in God we trust law. So after... what? Well, go ahead. Who was it that posted this headline? I saw an article on Epoch Times... To do that, I don't know where I got this one. It was okay. Probably, I'm not. I'm not sure. Just gonna give our listeners the heads up. We're not sure Google, where this came up. Yeah. Google this headline. I've It'll heard about up. this. I've heard about this. Yes. So I guess uh, the people who don't like the idea of "In God We Trust" being put into the school mm. decided to be assholes about it. And what they did is like they wrote "In God We Trust" in Arabic and gave them the posters and said, "You have to hang this up." Just being smart asses. Mm-hmm. Uh, the LGBTQ crowd made a flag or painted it the rainbow colors and put in God we trust, which that's, I, I don't know. <sighs> so anyway, this Texas fought back against this and won. Okay. Oh, tell and, me more. And they said, no, in God we trust is the motto of the United States. The motto is written in English. Yes. The motto does not have LGBTQ on it. The motto is not written in Arabic. Yes. We are going to post in God we trust printed in English and that's it. Yes. And without them saying it, I will say it. Y'all can go to hell. Uh. <laughs> yes. I loved reading that story. That's great. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, for we were asked for a testimony on 
um, Alden School and why we chose it. And yeah. it was because we were putting, because this school specifically, we're, it's the time to add God back into our schools. Yep, I in, agree. In the States. Totally. And we were a country founded on those principles. Yes, Judeo-Christian values mm-hmm. is how this country started. This is a Christian country. I don't care if you agree with me or don't. That is truth. Yep, absolutely. That's Every single one of our founders were Christians. So They had to prove that they were Christians. That's right. And how they did that, I don't know exactly know, but they had to prove that. Right. So. So as uh, Fargo, North Dakota mm-hmm. is taking the Pledge of Allegiance completely out. Now now it's back because of pressure from the outside. But as they're trying good. to cancel yeah. the, the Pledge of Allegiance and the one nation under God, Texas is doubling down, throwing the middle fingers up, going, you know what? You do that down here in Texas, in God we trust. Yes. And there's nothing wrong with those words being in any school, public or private. Nope. Nothing wrong wrong nothing we need more faith in this country mm-hmm. so kudos to texas everything's bigger in texas this is the last weekend of sounds of summer yes it is i hate that don't you labor day weekend is like well, summer's over with but then you know for a farmer it's like well that's good Hell, it's about time to harvest and make money Everything should be greased up and go. Right. Yeah. So we had some requests for Sounds of Summer. Did, did we get any emails about people saying, no, just keep going with it, or no, get rid no, of it? Uh-uh. I had one text message. I can't okay. remember who it was. A guy said, keep the Sounds of Summer. Just keep going with it. Keep going. It's great. Ending every Ending, ending every, every show, show with a, a song. Mm. And I don't know. I think I think we need to just go back to the way we normally do it. Okay. Because I want it to be still be special come next summer. Sure. Because we'll still be here next summer. You think so? I sure hope. Okay. I mean, we did okay. get eight six seven five three zero nine. Somebody yeah, requested song. that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. That was a that was a good suggestion. Um, my sister Lindsay, who I hung out with last weekend, you know, mm-hmm. love Lindsay to death, love Renee to death. Just two great people. Lindsay sent me a text yesterday. Hey, for your last sound of summer. Going into Labor Day weekend, we're all going to have fun, and it's just going to be a great time to be an American. Why don't you play an Eric Church song or a Jason Aldean song, like Eric Church, have a uh, drink in my hand, or Jason Aldean when the lights come on. You know, get people pumped up, ready to go into the weekend. And, yeah. and so we have made fun of some certain country music singers, like current ones. Luke Bryan, I made fun of one time. <laughs> we did the story on music and stuff like that. I will tell you guys, and you guys can – I might lose listeners by saying this. <laughs> I am a Jason Aldean fan. <laughs> I do like him. Okay, one one quick thing before it. There's like a, a thing going on between um, Brittany Aldean, Jason's wife, yeah. and Candace Owens, and then going at Marin, Marin Morris, I think, is a new country singer. She's fairly new. Uh, she's Anyways, been around five or six years. She said something pretty pretty raunchy, and so Candace Owens and Brittany Aldean went after them, and it was it was quite comical. So, um they they actually stomped her stomped this Marin Morris into the ground. Really? Oh yeah. Where so, at on Twitter? Or? Um, I think it may have been it actually may have been on Twitter. Well, I'm yeah. on Twitter. I'm or on Instagram. Look at that. Yeah, it was either Twitter or Instagram. Uh, I don't recall, but um, I did read some of those comments and it was quite it was quite funny. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They shut her up. Now, for quick. those of you that's not on Twitter, if you're thinking about getting on it, I'm just going to warn you. Twitter is a place. We're back in, to liken it to one of our stories today. Twitter is a place where people would take their human waste and animal waste and throw it in this thing. It's cesspool. Yes. It really is. Mm-hmm. Way outnumbered by liberals. I mean, conservatives are on there. 
but it just seems like there are more damn stupid people on Twitter mm-hmm. than what there are smart. There are some smart people, but just warning you, if you go down that go that direction, just warning you. But anyway, follow me on Facebook. Or not follow me. <laughs> be my friend. <laughs> yeah. Be my friend. You're almost on all the platforms now. I know. You went from just TikTok to now. You're, yeah. you got, I think we yeah. ought to start a Rumble page. You know, Rumble is YouTube's competition. Oh, yeah. We could start a Rumble page and record this and put it up. We're both on Truth Social also. We never mentioned that one. Oh, yeah, I have right. like a love-hate with Truth Social right now, but um, I am on Truth, and I, I do think that we'll find out more truth information from Truth Social than... Well, at least than, you hear from Trump there. Yeah, that's true. You know? That's true. So... Fires him off pretty hot, but... Anyway, my sister wanted some Jason Aldean or Eric Church, and I got to thinking about it, and... One of my favorite songs ever mm-hmm. written and ever sang is by Jason Aldean. And it's probably one most people wouldn't think twice about. It's called Flyover States. And I think it's a very fitting song for today, being the last sound of summer. Yeah. We're here in the Flyover States. We keep doing every single day what we do to feed the world, to make sure you got oil. Um, the truckers driving through the flyover states, delivering everything that we take for granted. Mm-hmm. Make sure there's stuff in our stores. And going out of this summer, heading into the fall harvest and 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 continuing oil production and stuff like that, I just love this song. It just epitomizes this my life, this program, and everything. So, Lindsay, here you go. Jason Aldean flyover states just one of my favorites so leah thomas is still a boy you were born an american don't forget to be one guys we will be here next friday adios oh jesus is still king adios a couple guys in first class on a flight from new york to los angeles kind of making small talk killing time Flirting with the flight attendants 30,000 feet above Could be Oklahoma Just a bunch of square cornfields and wheat farms Man, it all looks the same Miles and miles of back roads and highways Connecting little towns with funny names Who'd want to live down there In the middle of nowhere They've never drove That seed busted his ass for you and me You're caught a harvest moon in Kansas And they'd understand why God made those flyover states I bet that mile-long Santa Fe freight train engineer seen it all Just like that flatbed cowboy stacking U.S. steel on a three-day haul Roads and rails under their feet Yeah, that sounds like a first-class seat On the plains of Oklahoma With a windshield sunset in your eyes Like a watercolor painted sky You think heaven's doors have opened You'll understand why God made those flowers
Those fly 